Welcome, welcome back to Vita Melanin. It's season three, bitches. It's season three. And we back, and we back, and we back, and we back. It's good to see you niggas again. <laughs> it has to be done every time. It has to be done. For all you new people, what up? It's your girl, Ciara. And it's your girl, Taylor. And welcome back to Vita Melanin Podcast, where we talk about whatever the fuck we want. Because that's pretty much what a podcast is. Yep. Yep. We There's less toxicity. And I say less, not none. Less. Less toxicity and a bunch of Black woman shit. Welcome. And for our, all our old niggas, what up? Welcome back. Gang, gang, gang. I got to think of a name for you guys. We'll figure that out eventually. Um. When we get enough people, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I'm fucking mm-hmm. with it like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Lee, Lee. Okay, so to start off, since this is obviously the season three premiere, right. we might right. as well catch up with you guys. You guys haven't heard from us since like before Thanksgiving. So, Taylor, what have you been up to? getting money (laughs) fucking bitches and getting money that's what i've been up to emphasis on bitches because you guys your girl has finally decided to come out finally all these years finally publicly let me say that i've decided to publicly and technically you this is actually you coming out right now because you technically haven't came out at all this is so true. Oh my God, you guys, I'm coming out to you. Congratulations, <laughs> welcome to the party. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy. I'm gay as fuck now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Screaming. I am just living my bisexual truth, really. Uh, it's about time. Well, you know, it takes time for a real nigga to feel comfortable. Right? I tried to tell her, what, 10 years ago? She did. She tried to tell me, but you know, I just, I wasn't ready. Ten years ago. <laughs> Your girl was 15 10 years ago. So much going on 10 years ago. I would have made her life so much easier. <laughs> Listen, so much was going on with the family. Like, it was. It, just, <laughs> it really it was. It was a lot going on. <laughs> it wasn't the right time for my black ass. But here we are. Um, oh, another thing. Um, I have quit going to school for my master's in social work. I will be going to school now, actually, for my master's in forensic psychology. My you quit. <laughs> so, yeah, I quit. I withdrew from the program. I don't know what you mean, I quit. That's exactly what the fuck I mean. The way you said it is like you just like quit grad school. <laughs> well, that was the, yeah, that was the point. That was definitely the point. Oh snap! Yeah, big homie. This what is what you heard is what you hearing what right you now. Hearing. Is the truth. Mm-mm. The truth. I'm excited. It's a new year. A year full of love and prosperity is what we are claiming and manifesting. So, so you see what's going on with you. I. 
am still single as a Pringle, dickless. So, wow. Uh, that nothing changed there. Um, I have not had any type of epiphany on my sexuality. It's probably not gonna change. Um, let's see what else. Actually, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Nothing's really changed with me. I'm still working, still in IT. Oh, I guess I could tell you guys because I technically posted on my Instagram by now. Um, I bought a house. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's that bitch. You know, we we trying to catch up. Really, we'll get there. Girl, whatever. So that's basically. I, what I did that. So I bought a house. I am now a homeowner. And yeah, that's what I got going on. So I'm getting everything together. Um, but yeah, I'm still working, I'm still acting, going to class. I plan on being extremely, you know, I plan on being extremely more consistent because that's my actual career. Um, I also plan on adding more skills and stuff for that. But yeah, so yeah, oh, I guess we can go into like goals of this year technically. Like I said, my goal is to be more consistent in my career and to add more skills and more headshot looks. So I got to get a bunch of wigs and stuff. I already have some in my cart. I just haven't bought them yet. Um, they're natural hair wigs because, yeah. Um, let's see. Another goal of mine is to either start a business or upgrade my business that I already have. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it for me. Um, Taylor, what are your some of your 2022 goals? Hey, Nia. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, um <clears throat> really to, to start really living the life that I want to live. Um, and that's just like my mindset, not even on some you As know outs now. <laughs> I'm so fucking weak. I mean, yeah, I guess that too. But it's really like a mindset thing. Like I'm living the life that I want to live for myself because no one else can live it but me. And I'm not going to spend my life, you know, trying to please other people. Period. I want to, you know, be happy. When I, when I look back over my life. Listen, but when I look back over my life, <laughs> who would I be? When I look back over my life, I really want to be able to truly say, like, I'm I'm pleased. It is well with my soul. Um, that's it. That's really the only goal. I mean, I guess we're gonna be that's more specific. A big goal. It's <laughs> that's why I said that's really the goal. But the goal is not to be living it. Obviously, I have a year. It's just to start walking as if I am living that life. Um, you know walking in what I manifest so far I'm back in my field as far as you know work so I'm making headway I'm making headway towards the progress that I seek um one thing I do want to do is be more consistent spiritually that is something I do want to um, achieve so that is a goal for this year step by step that's pretty much it though consistency and Living my, I'm living my best life. Yeah. Pretty much. Black right. women, that's all we can do. He just be chilling, bro. That's nothing. Whatever. They were like, never mind. Never mind. Little Duvall just be chilling. Probably be booked and busy. We just don't see it as much. 
It'd be like that. But yeah. But now that we have gotten all caught up with you guys, let's get on to this episode. Taylor is taking over since it is Women's History Month. We're going to get into some deep shit. (laughs) Hold on. And we... Real, real deep shit. Um, Whilst I apply my wig. So I figured we have a couple of things lined up for this month. We do. Um, one of them being, you know, honoring some really incredible Black women because, you know, Black women are going to be this on the Black because it's a Black podcast made by Black women, you know, so I figured Black women are going to be Black, Blackity, Black, Black, Black. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. But I did want to start out. So let me go ahead and preface this by saying we read a book. Well, I decided to join a book club. Um. And we were reading a book. I've already read it before. I read it when I started my spiritual journey, but it was really nice to reread the book um, and kind of go through and think about some of these things. At the beginning of the book, there was called pressure points with a bunch of great questions dealing with femininity. Now I'm going to tell you the name of the book. (laughs) 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 Because, you know, you know. So the name of the book is called Pussy Prayers, A Juicy Juju Guide, Sacred and Sensual Rituals for Wild Women of Color, aka just Pussy Prayers. That's what it is. Basically, Pussy Got Power, this Pussy Got. (laughs) Nah, for real though, it really is awesome. This Pussy Got Power and you need to be manifesting shit with your pussy and you need to be stepping in your motherfucking powerful ass pussy because the reason why, the reason why it is the way that it is because of women anyway. Specifically black women, but I'm gonna leave that with us that for right now. You know, we are the creators um, of the world, but it's okay. You know, we are literally the cradle of civilization, but that's fine. That's cool. It's whatever. Your bitches is ungrateful, but it's fine. That being said, there were some really nice pressure points. And so I kind of wanted to go through them and I figured me and Cece could kind of talk about it a little bit um, just to kind of explore what womanhood is to us um how we have been doing as women and you know where we could improve because it all starts with you um and that's with everything relationships uh career you know it all starts with you and it all starts in recognizing your power as well so that being said that first question see all right who taught you about what it meant to be a woman and it's actually really? three questions, but I'm going to just break it up. Yeah, we're breaking it up, guys. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Honest answer, I don't know. I mean, I guess the answer is my mother. Okay. But I honestly have no idea. Like, I've never actually thought of me being a woman as a thing. Okay. <laughs> so. That's not uncommon, actually. Uh, like, it's kind of like, you know, your existence and this is what I am. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. In my opinion, most black women don't really have the opportunity or get the chance to even dwell on us being a woman because we have to deal with being black first. So reality, we really should be dealing with both. I mean, we should because there are nuances. Yeah. But I guess yeah. I can say my mother sounds about right <laughs> what about um, you I would probably say the same my mom my grandma uh, Nana 
or Nana, if you know her, <laughs> yeah, you know, taught me about how to be a woman. So I would definitely have to agree with that. Um, because those are the, the, the women in my life, the, the figures, right. um, your mom has actually been a, another little, um, what's what I'm looking for? Another example, um, as far as womanhood goes, because um, I, I kind of learned things in different facets of femininity and what it means to be a woman and have found because all of our moms are different like Lockett's mom also is right. another example completely different person but everybody are different people but they all coexist and they all you know balance each other out real well friendship wise too so I thought that was pretty interesting um as a question for a long time I couldn't really answer the question because I was like I don't know it ain't like I sat down and was like here's how to be a woman one-on-one it's right. just it was what it was. Um, you just woke up one day and realized you're in the world and you have a pussy and this is what you have to work with. <laughs> That's pretty much the existence. I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. So following with that, it would, it says, when did you learn it and how did it make you feel about womanhood? I see, I don't know. Like, like I said, I've never really thought about womanhood if we deal with it in like I guess the societal sense womanhood is like oh when you started getting like attracted to dudes like for real for real and like all and that jazz and realizing you're a little bit different I mean I could say elementary school I guess um for me it was probably my period honestly yeah see I can't go by that that wasn't until almost the end of high school for me so um, uh yeah I mean I guess I started noticing that I was like oh I like like this dude is cute I guess in elementary school maybe because uh -huh, here we go <laughs> I guess that's interesting because see for me I guess if we were gonna I could really gauge by that because I liked girls and guys I just didn't really think anything of it. It was just like, oh, they're cute. I like them. I want to have fun with them. Let's go be friends. But it wasn't like I was like, oh wow, I'm sexy. Like, oh, you're fine. I take <laughs> it back. It was before. If we being real, I don't remember it. But for how I feel, it probably was the first time I've ever seen Leon on screen, which <laughs> which was cool. Screaming because this now while I don't remember the, while I don't remember the very first time I saw him it was definitely before I was in elementary school um and I have loved him ever since but I don't know also I'm not sure if that has anything to do with him playing a Jamaican person so he had a Caribbean accent and I'm Caribbean <laughs> I don't know I don't know. That's why I was like, for what I can remember, it would probably be elementary school because I realized like some of the dudes that I was around in elementary school, I was like, yeah, like their friends were cool. It's whatever. Like even back home, like it was like when I was back home, it was like my god brother and his cousin. We were like unstoppable. I never saw his cousin as like my cousin, but I always saw him as like a close guy friend. And like, so like I remember that, but like there were never any dudes like in elementary school there were some people I'm like oh yeah like they're cool they're cool peoples 
or whatever. And then towards the end of elementary school, it wasn't even towards the end because I remember one of my classmates, he was already cute and his older brother always used to come and pick him up and stuff. What was it? was fine. Yeah, elementary school. <laughs> I guess that is when I figured, oh, is this what like, you know, being a girl is like liking dudes and all that jazz. That was the only thing though. Everything else kind of really didn't, didn't really phase me. Like I didn't get my period until end of high school. So I can't go by that. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I can't go by that. So like I said, mine was my period. And honestly, it just made me feel dirty. And disgusting. the most disgusting thing that we have ever had to do in our entire lives. That you know what I'm saying? Like I felt dirty and disgusting um because ew and the reason 3000 of why i'm probably gonna be sent to purgatory the moment i get to heaven because eve getting her ass beat eve and adam it's both their fault yes you are right no did i lay this lace i might have i'm weak womanhood I was like oh my god this is disgusting this is dirty I don't like this um yeah it was yeah and even to this day like I don't find it disgusting obviously but it's just more so like I feel I I don't like the feeling but it almost feels shameful while having my my period I mean I'm like really like self-conscious and like no you can't see me you can't touch me like all of the things um I don't know it just I don't know I don't know what it is I don't know what it is I'm starting to get better at it but like I just be feeling like and I shouldn't but it, it almost makes me feel shameful it makes sense though but like you feel nasty talk about it I mean if they yeah. hadn't talked about because it's just blood but like if they hadn't really talked about it the way that they did like it's so disgusting and dirty and then in the bible you know if you grew up Baptist like me um you learn that your woman is unclean for seven days when she's on a period, which everybody doesn't even have a seven day period, but I digress. Um, and so being unclean, you can't even touch, it's, it's a lot. That lesson like makes you feel like as a woman that you're dirty. And it's like, when I got my period, it was like, fuck, I'm a woman. I'm not okay with this. Fuck. So I'm still obviously unlearning and unpacking the trauma. That makes sense. That. Um, that makes sense yeah see I didn't pay um but like it wasn't like that serious like our parents didn't really it wasn't that serious and like our parents told us they didn't talk about it as much because like how are you gonna really talk about something that hasn't happened yet <laughs> so like it was one of those things but we knew like okay this is gonna happen eventually um if you are a millennial um your parent probably got you if you're a woman that American girl body book, my mom did. I, I did too. School. I mean, she gave me that book and it was literally like, that it, was was a, it. it was irrelevant to me until high school. So I forgot. <laughs> That's crazy because for me, my mom was so uncomfortable with talking about stuff like that. That's literally how I learned how I'm to weak. be a girl. I'm weak. You know, see, my mom talked about it, but my then mom she gave me a book. Gave <laughs> just about everything she gave me a book 
And then as far as sex education goes, she just knew Lockett's mama was going to tell me. Right, because mama cannot. Just, well, she taught at the time she was, that was her thing, teaching sex ed. And, and I think now she creates the curriculum or something like that. I don't know. She's amazing. She's fucking amazing. She really is. Either way, she's very realistic when it comes yes. down to that. She tells you everything. She shows you everything. Yes. But she'd be like. It's she calls like it what, what it's supposed do. to be called. Right, like it's nothing like what you experience if again you grew up in church like your girl Tay. So yeah, it's very very great. I remember my mom, she talked about it briefly, but like I said, like for one, I'm the oldest. And on top of that, like I wasn't going through any of that. I didn't develop anything until high school. Like nothing happened for me until high school. Nothing. Yeah, I had my first period. Yeah, so like my mom talked about it. She gave me the book to read so that I can at least be knowledgeable. I remember one time in elementary school, they made us sit down in the library and they had this whole little presentation of like puberty and stuff, but they did it co-ed. That's weird. It was weird. I mean, they did some of it co-ed and then they tried to separate the boys to another part of the library and then the girls in a different part of the library and then they talked to us about it. But we were sitting there like we're in elementary school. Like granted, I had a lot of friends and there were a lot of people in my class that had already started and stuff. So like it made sense for them. And so it made sense for why they had it, but we were just sitting there like, okay. Uh, okay like I guess sure and it was just one of those like they just took us out of class and then just started doing the presentation stuff so like it wasn't really that I never really had that experience mine was just kind of like I don't that's why I said I don't really know when I realized like oh I'm a woman because like (laughs) never nothing never dawned on me <laughs> for real for real besides having crutches that was it and I didn't really think that much of being connected as a woman I just connected that as being human really and truly it is you just being you know attracted to other people is yeah but like but like what Taylor was saying we're like, not attracted as human we're true or like attracted to both like I've never had it how you know some people they have to like you know go through it and like oh maybe I am maybe I'm never had that it's been niggas for me this is for the niggas strictly for the niggas I'm so fucking weak I I struggled but I struggled not so much because I just struggled because of my upbringing in church not my actual Hmm. family because they villainize the hell out of anything anything but see my family is super supportive of everything Mm -hmm. and I do mean everything I do Mm -hmm. is a detriment to my health so like I really shouldn't have felt some type of way but you would have to understand too like at the time I was very very involved in church so my social life was really church for the most part girl scouts church um so like that's all I got that's all I'm gonna have you know kind of thing so for me it was a little bit different a little difficult to come to terms with and even now I stopped and even now um it's not it's really not that bad now actually I just it would be hard to explain sometimes that I just I've always lived a private life I don't feel like everybody needs to know my business like that 
So I, I don't believe I would be we like know, some people. We know the question's going to come eventually. Like some people are starting to piece it together, but it's the some people that have been like around us. And when I say some, some people, people- that have been my friends forever. I, when I say some people, I mean like close friends and like my family. <laughs> yeah, so like- for me, like, like I said, I don't make nothing public. I just live my life. And if you see me, you see me. If you don't, you don't. Some people are different. Some people need to show it all, be loud and proud or whatever the case may be. And I'm happy for you. That's not Taylor, but I'm happy for you. But again, my friends can tell you, I've always been private when it comes to stuff like that. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna know. know. <laughs> gonna I just don't feel like everybody need to be in my motherfucking business. Mind your own motherfucking business. How about that? Yeah, I why went. you all up in my Kool Aid? That's how I was raised. Your shit. Shit. That's how I was raised. So, but yeah, my family themselves have always been really open minded. It's crazy because honestly and truly, my family for me has always been the epitome of what true Christianity should be. Um, so true. <laughs> yeah, we might be, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, we, you know what? No, because that's literally it. Like, yeah, you know, we quote unquote sin or whatever, but it's the purity of the love. It is the purity of the the friendship, the family um, dynamic. Like everything is done genuinely with my folks. They, They love everyone, literally. Like, unless you cross us, like you really will always have somebody in your corner, even from like 15 miles away or 1500 miles away. So I I really have felt like my family has been the epitome for me because they didn't, they don't judge anything, anybody, anyone, anywhere, anything. Now they might not understand shit, but no, (laughs) it's never, it's never judgmental. It just be on some, huh? I'm confused. I'm confused. (laughs) Tell me, I mean, like, help me understand. But it's always awesome. Help me understand. That is true. That is and true. And so that's that's what I've always appreciated about my family. Your mom, Lockett's mom. Like, my village is fucking phenomenal. Like, I could not have asked for a better village. Nisi's mom. Like, the soul pod that I have, I could not have asked for a better mm. village. Now, the rest of you niggas can kick rocks and go to hell. But that's neither here nor there. My I mama my don't care. When I say my <laughs> mama don't care, my mama do not care. My folks is always just like, <laughs> as long as you're happy, that's it. That's all. As long okay. as you're happy and you are at peace and you are not being abused, I promise they don't give a damn. Heavy on the not being abused. Look, ain't even heavy on the not being abused. On the jail front of not being abused. You're right. Like me <laughs> and my sister was literally talking about this yesterday. Like, God forbid, if we don't kill them, our entire family and friends will like yep like if see but also for life another thing is like taylor said she was raised like i wasn't gonna say extra christian but that's like the best way i can put it (laughs) like about christian her family is still open-minded like they're not one of those like but yeah we Taylor were devout is Christians, but Taylor we were devout is, Christians, not devout Baptists. Yeah, which is a difference. Taylor not is Christian. Okay, <laughs> so right. like I was raised like we went to church. We were a Christian household, but I feel like we were more of a spiritual household and always had been. Like we went to church, but like it wasn't an extreme necessity. After a while, 
we were very involved in the church when we were going on an extreme regular basis. Um, but like, we're more spiritual. Me and my family are more kind of like spiritual than Christian, if anything. Uh, so yeah. Like my parents, both of my parents were right. Well, I know, especially my mom. My mom was Christian. Like my mom can recite the Bible. And yes, I said the Bible, not a chapter, not a book, the Bible. Like she has, her and her friends have had debates and discussions about the Bible. Like it's a regular conversation type of thing that's how my mother was raised in the church I know my dad was raised in the church a little bit I don't think it was as much it was kind of just like a do what you want to do kind of thing in a sense but both of them how they raised me and my siblings have been more spiritual than Christian so I technically kind of identify more to that (laughs) so that's I guess a different way of how me and Taylor see things like just how she was talking about her period and stuff um mine I don't have I've never had like oh my I like I feel like this is disgusting but it's just disgusting because I have to deal with it and what I have to deal with when it comes to that but I don't see myself as disgusting like if I have say how Taylor's like don't touch me don't be around me like leave me alone like blah 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 I, on the other hand, am the exact opposite. I need you to be touching on me. I need to be rubbed. But that's because mine is extremely pain, like endometriosis kind of like pain and stuff like that. Like I deal with a lot when it comes. Uh, when I first got mine, um, actually, it just kind of ended. I have crazy reactions um for one there's no warning I don't get any type of warnings um I used to not get PMS at all so it just hits me out of nowhere um I have an extreme pain like uh like what's the word like baby baby position curling up pain um heat flashes what there we go that's what it's called fetal position type of pain. Um, I have hot flashes, like legit hot flashes to the point that like, I can be completely naked and I'm sweating like I am outside and it's a hundred degrees. I also dry heaving, um, throwing up water, like it's bad. So I tried to keep that away from as much people as I could. Um, I almost gave Taylor a heart attack, what, senior year? <laughs> nope. Thought she was going to die on me, homie. She really did. Um, <laughs> I kept it away from them because it's so bad. It, 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 like, if you see me going through it, it's really scary. But I'm a fucking friend. <laughs> Even though I had those reactions, I've never seen my period as, like, a disgusting like I'm nasty type of thing I look at it as a it's nasty thing more than I'm nasty that's fair if that makes sense so like yeah that is like my experience like I said mine has been like literally the opposite of <laughs> the, the extreme opposite it's actually rough, okay the extreme opposite but yeah 
Oh, what's the next question? I think that was the first question. And we really like went in a whole. Because we can oh. always have two questions. We can always have two questions for this episode and two for another. No, no, um, it's fine. Later on in the month. They're loaded questions. So they are discussion questions. Yeah, they're, um, they're loaded. So like literally after this question, um, we, we probably would have to go ahead and be ready to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, um, what is feminine in your own words? You gotta go first because I'm my first last one. Then there's also, do you feel feminine? Why or why not? So I'm gonna go ahead as far as what is feminine in my own words. Um, I really feel like it just depends on the person. Um, I know we like to say, well, 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 well. No, I'll say what you just gonna say. I know we like to say, but I really do believe that that actually is part of femininity is the softness, um, the softer side that women bring. And not just women, um, because you can have feminine energy within males. You're supposed uh, to. And guys. androgynous. You're, you're literally supposed, supposed to have it. There's supposed to be balance between the masculine and the feminine feminine energies within you. So I do feel like it's more wisdom. Um, feminine traits are usually more wise, softer, more not compromising, but more um, balanced in my opinion. As far as being feminine, I don't think it actually has to do so much with a gender than it does the actual just energy itself. Um, yeah. The biggest, the best thing that I can think of really is that softness, that patience, um, the lack of aggression, right? Because that's, that's, yeah. Um, as in like, like violent aggression, I guess. Because um, we be aggressive as hell when it comes to career, pounding the pavement for other things. It's not always negative, but I guess feminine would that would really be that like traits that both men and women can possess because it's more of an energy than anything. Um, but it is necessary to have both feminine and masculine energies within you to create balance because you can't be too soft. Um, but you also can't be too hard. Like you have to find balance. And so I feel like it's it's the necessary component um, of making the human soul like be at peace for real, for real. That makes it, well, so do you feel feminine? Um, well, if I follow my own definition, I would say no. Um, only because... I have emotionally, um, I'm not that soft. I am not open for real, for real. I am working on it and working on calling my feminine energy to, to you know, fruition. I am feminine in other ways. You dabbed um, in all right. Shut up. <laughs> I feel feminine, but I don't at the same time. Because like I said, when it comes to, okay, so with my friends in my career, okay, yeah. I do. I feel like a woman. I feel like a boss ass bitch career wise with my friends. I feel like I can be open with them. Um, but like relationship wise, I do feel like I have a lot of masculine energy that comes out and a lot of that has to deal with trauma. Like, so finding that softness, um, allowing myself to be soft really is kind of my thing. Um, I feel like it kind of 
it's on a pendulum. It kind of just depends. Um, certain people will bring certain energies out. So in particular, the the my partner that I'm work that I'm yeah, my partner. Girl, um, her girlfriend. She plays so much. Oh my god. <laughs> I was gonna say something else and it like it really threw me the fuck off because I was gonna say my nigga, but like the y'all that is your nigga. It, it is my nigga, but it's also that's just your bitch. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's what I was like, but I ain't gonna say that either. So I was trying to, like, get my words together, okay? Like, fuck you, all right, bitch? <laughs> Anywho, uh, she brings a lot of that, actually, correction. They, pronouns, so sorry. They bring a lot of my softness out, um, a lot of my little girl out. Like, I feel safer with them than most. Um... So in that regard, you know, like our connection has really been helpful with me seeing that um, and showing that I am actually capable of being a loving and nurturing and soft, patient lover, um, like partner, like life partner. And it's really nice to see. Um, it scares the shit out of me because I have attachment issues. I am fearful avoidant, which is also disorganized which also is one of the rarest attachment um, styles. So because we, we fear love, but we want love at the same time, it's, it's a lot, it's, 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 a, it's a, a balancing act. Um, but I feel, like I said, I feel safer than most. I feel like I can be feminine um, and it's really, really comfortable. I don't feel like I have to hide. I kind of don't want to hide. It's it's nice. It's very, very nice. Um, yeah. So I guess I, I could say that I do feel feminine, but I don't. But I'm getting there to where I feel my optimal femininity within me. That makes sense. Okay. So I don't know what femininity means. I'm trying to think, what does femininity mean to me? Um... Femininity means being just your true self as a woman, whether that's a cis woman or a trans woman or a non-binary woman. Femininity just means standing in that power that you are the shit. And that's about it. I mean, I don't, cause I'm kind of, I'm different in a sense when it looks to like women as women and men as men, like when people are like, oh, well, women don't do this, women don't do that. Um, most of the stuff I don't really subscribe to because most of the stuff that they're saying women should do this and all that, I don't do. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, femininity is kind of like iffy. And I'm, it's actually evolving with me every day. Like even certain things that I have looked at with men that some people would say is feminine. I don't think is feminine or I'm learning that it's not feminine to me. Like the whole crave now, not crave, or the whole raving thing now is like men wearing nail polish and stuff. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is to me. Maybe have y'all seen Prince? Um, at first, now at first, I'm not sure if I was like, I'm not sure. And I'm still kind of on the fence and still learning and going through in my mind, like, 
how some men are non-binary, but they are just like, oh yeah, I fuck with women, but I also like wear a dress and skirt and stuff. I don't know how I am with that. I'm not sure if I'm mature enough to entertain a man that does that and there's nothing wrong with that. I think either way, but like, so I'm still learning and unlearning a lot of societal things when it comes to like societal femininity, but as a whole, most of the time, and you can ask most people that I know, like, I don't really subscribe to that, especially when it comes to like, men can't do this, men can't do that and all that jazz. Um, and also like the toxic things, like how, like how some women don't really want to deal with certain men that do certain things or like they're saying like, oh, I would never deal with a bisexual man. Baby, bring him here. Cause I have no problem. Yeah. I have no issue. I have no qualms. Okay. Bring them here. If you don't like them, bring them here. Cause I don't see the issue. I, I don't see the issue. So that's like this with me, like even like men going to like nail salons and stuff, like getting a pedicure, getting a manicure and stuff. I've never seen anything wrong with that. I have never been raised where there's something wrong with that. Like granted, my dad doesn't go like to the salon but my dad keeps his stuff together his stuff is nice like he keeps his nails and his feet manicured and stuff like he's always kept up with himself in that way so like I always look for a man that would do the same and like me going with men to the nail salon like I can go with my guy friend the nail salon me and Taylor forced one of our friends to go to the nail salon with us so that he can get his nails done and just like, you know, get a manicure and stuff. And he loves it. So like, <laughs> and that's nigga is as straight as can be, baby. So <laughs> I just, most of the stuff I don't subscribe to. So See, my dad used to get manicures and pedicures all the time. And even now, like he doesn't have time to do it, but he makes sure his nails are always clean. Like he can't stand. Yeah. I was just saying that like my, my dad does too. He gets on to my little brother for not having clean nails and stuff like we we've always been raised as like you need to keep yourself together so like that includes maintenance for men as well and so i i don't really subscribe to it so femininity has always been i guess not the norm because that's just how i was raised (laughs) it's like some of the societal stuff is bullshit most of the societal stuff when it comes to femininity and if men are feminine or masculine or whatever is pretty much bullshit so like, yeah, and I'm still learning some of that. Do I see myself as feminine? Yes. Um, a lot. A lot of times I have masculine tendencies or societal masculine tendencies. I guess if you say so. Um, I don't see it sometimes, but. Pray. <laughs> I guess that probably alone was but um I think I'm very feminine actually um like very feminine I'm very I guess dainty or whatever it's weird because like in my mind I'm this one person and then I get around a nigga I like all bets off is <laughs> all of it all of it and I have actually worked on that um I'm actually working on 
but I'm actually working on, I'm actually working on being more, not more feminine, but more in my being my true self when it comes to being around men. So like, I don't want, and I don't think I've ever been extra feminine or anything around men because I want them to feel masculine. That has never been a thing to me, but I feel like I sometimes kind of throw, I guess the societal masculine or standing, standing in my own type of mindset when I get with men that I like, especially like letting a lot of things go is not, I'm working on that <laughs> because when I say I am, I'm a thug, all right? period, but I'm a simp ass thug. Do you hear me? I am a simp ass thug. If I really have feelings for you also, because when I love or when I feel for you, I, it is like all in for me. It's not like a half ass thing. I'm either like chilling or I'm all the hell in. So when I start really feeling you, I'm feeling you. And unfortunately, it'd be a detriment to me. When I'm feeling you, I'm feeling you. You are my shorty. I mean, you my nigga. So yeah, like I don't, but unfortunately, this is a detriment to me too, because when I'm feeling you, I'm feeling you. So sometimes I let shit slide. Sometimes I stay in situations I shouldn't have because I'm feeling you. So it's one of those things. Like I'm really feminine when it comes to being with someone and I'm really feminine with myself. And honestly, ironically enough, I feel like I became more feminine when I cut my hair. <laughs> like I was already feminine as hell before that. But when I cut my hair, you cannot tell me I'm not a bad bitch. Why is my fade better than yours? You're not gonna tell me I'm not a bad bitch with this short haircut. And it's just simple as that. And like, it's one of those things like, especially because I had wanted this for so long and was so insecure about getting it for so long when I finally did it. I don't, I did not care what any man in my life said about my haircut at all. I, I could care less. I showed you and I asked you what you thought just because I just wanted to see what you thought, but it's not going to affect me. <laughs> so I have always been taught to stand in my femininity I feel like I need to work more on my femininity because I know like Taylor was saying, like with feelings and relationship wise, while I am a simp and stuff, it's hard to get me there. Not hard, but like, it's hard for me to get there. It might not seem hard for like other niggas looking on their end, but for me, it's actually kind of hard to get there. I've actually kind of been scolded about that before. But um, it's one of those things, especially now, like older, going through experiences and going through situations and stuff. Um, my friends have also gotten on to me, but like, I don't, most stuff, I really just be like, I right, like cool bit. And I'm just gonna let it go. Like I, and I, when I say I let it go, I mean, like, I'm not gonna have, <laughs> that shit starts dwindling real quick of my patience. And me wanting to talk to you and all that jazz. Like there's a situation where like, I probably will never speak to this person again on the sheer fact. <laughs> no, nah. 
but like so I need to work on that I feel like I need to work more on my femininity as in standing up in my power in it rather than in the daintiness of it if that makes sense yeah yeah Finding because if I start simping, I'm not a bad bitch. I can't even lie to y'all. I'm not even sitting here and lie to y'all. I look. If I start simping for you, it takes a long time for me to stop simping, even if we are not even on that type of level anymore. But yeah, also I think femininity is finding the animalistic part of you. I've only really been, I guess, animalistic okay. is kind of hard because that's usually looked at as like negative, but like when it comes to like sex and stuff a lot of women are we're taught societally anyways to be like all dainty and like don't do anything and you can't like this this and this if you do you're like weird or whatever and I never really had that mindset or like you can't teach or like you can't tell somebody or say something or you can't do certain things because it's like it's kind of like rough around the edge it's kind of like animalistic or whatever and I never really had that mindset where like oh I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this you do have some of that mindset of like oh I don't want to say anything or da, 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 da. no matter how you're taught just because of society but like when you have that person that introduces you and awakens like the animalisticness I guess of sex it is eye-opening it's amazing it's dangerous very much so very much nice. so still learning very much so on me being feminine what all that means because to me femininity is not daintiness at all but yeah um we might I guess we might have more time for one more (laughs) yeah I don't know this is probably long but yeah so (laughs) I don't know that one's also like (laughs) yeah because the next one is kind of yeah, because you have to explain. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, I guess if you just wanted to put yes or no, but yeah, so guys, let us know two, what though, is femininity to you, this male and female. Let us know what's comfortable, because I know sometimes men and women are not comfortable with their femininity or masculinity at all. I'm still trying to tap into my masculinity, honestly. Like, I feel like I have a lot of it organically, but I don't really tap into it. Like, the only people that really see my masculinity is my friend. Everybody else, no idea. <laughs> yeah, most people don't really, like, Taylor could probably say some things. It'd be like, Taylor is rude. Ever, there was one time on social media, I think it was, like, Facebook, and Taylor said I had did something. I did it. But, like, everybody was like, what? Not Ciara. And I didn't say a word. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so let us know what do you think is femininity what how do you see yourself as feminine what things do you think you would want to improve or can improve and what else do you want us to talk about in this regard because we can talk more about it we might not be as knowledgeable but we can talk about it so yeah all right so now we are moving on to a kind of new but also revised segment great job guys i will say that again this is being black blacky black 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 
So in honor, well, not really in honor, but because it is Women's Health Month, I feel like it's important for us to address women's health issues. Um, and though rates are improving, heart disease is the number one killer of Black women. And stroke is the number three. So I figured, I figured that we would talk a little bit about heart disease um, being... Go go to your doctors, basically. <laughs> That's what, what I was trying to say is being proactive about your health. Um, because let me see, statistically, back in 2018, African-American women, well, actually African-Americans in general, were 30% more likely to die from heart disease um, than non-Hispanic whites. Um, this is actually really, really not alarming, but a lot of the reason is um diet for us our soul food can definitely um you know make a break us in certain areas just saying just saying but part of that really is if you're gonna go like way back the reason why we eat the way we eat is because that we were given the scraps so you know black people know how to make the best of a bad situation kind of thing so with that um, it makes a lot of sense as to why heart disease kind of develops earlier and deaths from heart disease are higher um, in African-Americans and in, in our Black, <laughs> as they unfortunately decided to call it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Let me, let me, let me stop fucking with that shit. But yeah, I just kind of, it's more so of a PSA um, than anything, just to be, be very, very mindful. Um, some of the risk factors for heart disease is obesity and overweight. Um, again, our soul food and how we season our food does play a factor in obesity and being overweight. Although we are known to be on the thicker side, there are a lot of us who still, you know, kind of go past that. And so it's really important that we are mindful of what we put in our bodies, right? Right. Um, hypertension or high blood pressure is what it's actually, you know, that pressure um, is very important as well. A lot of that can come, from, <laughs> a lot of that also comes from our foods, um, salty foods, but it can also come from the level of stress that we have. And to be honest, being black is stressful. So it's, it's going to be harder for us um, to really find the peace that we seek just because we're really just trying to live day by day. Um, we're just trying to make it home to our families. Um, so the fact that like we have a lot of these higher risks is directly related to the systemic breakdown of our community is not lost on me. I'll say that high cholesterol is another. Um, and then cigarette smoking. These are also very, guys. very high in all of these risk factors that play a big role in heart disease. My Nana actually died from heart disease. Um, and so when we do the heart walk every year, it's in memory of her because that is um, congestive heart failure is what she had. But she had um, another fight after that. Really so we're gonna go into and it. wasn't telling anybody because she didn't want anybody to know. 
Matter of fact, I take that back. She crazy. She might be my you ex. Know, I love her. I really do. So I'm trying my hardest. Never mind. Never mind. I thought about it. Never mind. I mean, if you want to tussle with Nana, you can shut up and keep going. Shut up and keep going with the heavenly report. Shut up and keep going. And make sure I put it on heaven. Please shut up and continue with And make sure I put it on heaven star because it can't be world star. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! I know she hates me, bro. But it's okay. Oh, (laughs) another risk factor. I forgot to mention diabetes, which is very common in our community as well. Um, yeah yeah the sugar the sugar what I would really recommend and I think this is very important is that everybody just you know get out and exercise more and make sure that you are yes that's correct um cardio that's right yeah cardio cardiovascular health yeah so cardio your cardio (laughs) you know get your heart pumping get your blood pumping um don't overdo it make sure that you're doing something that your doctor would recommend I would recommend having a black doctor um, because white people and this, and they still teach this in med school that um, black people have a high, black women specifically have a higher pain tolerance. Um, And so they will treat us as such and will not listen to us. So I do find it important to find a black doctor um, to, to be there for each of your, of your needs, whether that's primary care, heart, eye, ear, nose, throat, asthma, allergy, uh, chiropractor, everything. I recommend it being a black person, personally. Now granted, all Um, mine ain't. All mine are either, Um, but I'm working on it. I also, because my dentist is black. So is mine. Um, I think my eye doctor is black too. My eye doctor is a black woman, so is my dentist. (laughs) Oh, wow, see, but anyway, that's what you're gonna The point is, I recommend that if you are concerned about your doctors not listening to you, um, another thing would be to look at your diet and change some things. You can still have flavorful food without adding all that fucking processed salt. Wait a minute. I'm just saying there are ways that we can season our food and it still be flavorful without doing all of that because it's actually killing us. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I stand on that. I don't care how offended you got about it. I fucking stand on that. Fix your fucking seasonings. Okay. We're trying to live lives out here and transcend on the spiritual levels and shit. But for the most part, we're trying to be happy, healthy, and loved. And we cannot do that if we are not taking care of our physical bodies. So this is a very unorganized Black Health segment because we really didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know that. However, I did know that I was going to talk about something like this just because it is um, number one, again, disease killer um, for Black women. Black people specific, but specifically black women, it's very high rates. Black, um, not black health, not black cancer, breast cancer. <laughs> that was a <Yo>. whole roller coaster. <laughs> it's, been, it's been rough. Okay, I've had a rough day. All right, all right. Let's we're not gonna talk about it. Um, breast cancer is another that I believe will um cover another week. Can't say next week because, quite honestly, I'll be living day by day. So honestly, I, I can't even lie to you. I am not emotionally ready to talk about breast cancer in black women. It's really not. So, <laughs> you know, it's a little rough because we lost a couple of people. Um, yeah, I'm not ready for that. Got a couple of people fighting it currently. I'm so, not ready for that. but I do think it is important for us to have that conversation because, you know, you guys need to be aware um, and you, you need to go get checked. 
I really do believe we need to go get checked. Please get checked. Yeah. Um, want you to be safe. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay black. Please. Forever and always. The identity is coveted. It is unmatched. Often imitated, but never duplicated. Period. Period. And don't let these people think that some of your black features yes all the black features trying to be like all shouted out and everything now don't let these people think say that you're not black because of something don't and don't say don't let them tell you that you're too black because let me let me tell you right here and right now ciara if anybody else ciara let that negro nose and them negro lips baby uh just letting you know absolutely <sighs> y'all just don't understand how true yeah. that is but we're not gonna go into that until we until we start talking about niggas one day because <laughs> but anywho that concludes <laughs> our black health segment um take it away penny <clears throat> all right so now we're gonna get into a new segment it's called black facts Still not set on the name, but that's what y'all finna get. Some black facts up in this piece. Okay, so the black fact for this week, we are talking about Miss Sylvia Robinson, who has been dubbed hip hop's first godmother by Billboard. She was a singer and a music producer, and she was she produced the first ever commercially successful rap record. If you don't know what that is, it's Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang, and you should know that. Just yes, saying. Oh. Especially if you're from New York. We're not gonna go into that. And along with her husband, she co-owned the first hip-hop label, Sugar Hill Records. That is a black fact for you today, okay? The first, the first commercially successful rap record and the first hip-hop label had a pioneer above it, okay? And it was what a black woman, as we always usually are pioneers. So shout out to Sylvia Robinson for giving us rappers delight because you don't know how much. You made our lives so much brighter. My God. I mean, Rapper's Delight alone. Just the songs are, there are songs still being made with Rapper's Delight. Let's, checks are, are are bountiful, okay? So shout out to Sylvia Robinson and shout out to her husband too because they call him the first hip hop label. But that is your black fact for the week. Now let's get on to the end of this episode. So I just want to thank each and every person who is still supporting, listening, and rocking with us. Yes, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate Extreme. you guys. Because we know, because um, we know. Season three is definitely going to be great. It's going to be fun. I think you guys will really enjoy what we have in store for you all. Um, Just be careful. Things are changing. And I'm concerned, truly, uh, for our futures. Oh, baby. And I feel like you should be, too. Y'all yeah, better um, be I'm living for the life. <laughs> you know, like, at this point, we I'm living day by day. Because I don't know what the next day is going to bring. But what I do know... If there's a man that looks high, I'm sorry. <laughs> there's actually a man that sits high and looks low. But anywho, no, what I was going to say was, but what I do know is that every day is a gift. And so you should treat it as such. Live your life to the fullest. Um, y'all, please start taking care of your bodies. Please. I don't want to lose anybody else to heart disease. I don't want to lose anyone else to diabetes. Kidney disease, Monday. It's been a rough year last year. Let me tell you. I want a better year this year, if at all possible. And I'm claiming it. 
and I'm claiming it for you guys as well. Everybody that's listening, everyone's going to have a great year. It's going to be amazing. We're having so much positivity come into our lives. Blessings are in abundance. If you are listening, repeat that blessings are in abundance for me. Oh, I'm a period. No, no, no. Period. That's it. That's all. The the, the break was for the niggas. Oh, okay. Listen, okay. podcast. But it wasn't for you. Sorry. All right. So <laughs> I was like, that being said, um, thank you all for listening. We are still on all the same major platforms that we said we were on. Yes, we are. We're gonna name some of them off. Obviously, the main host is Podbean. Um, we are on Spotify. Yep. We are on Apple Podcasts, yep. Google Podcasts. Um, shit. And uh, we are Googleable. They can just Google it. Just Google us. We on everything almost. Um, so. We on everything. That's the episode. But for real, for real. And to close off this episode, we are going to be shouting out a black business. Ha ha. You thought we were going to shout out a black business? Nope. It's now at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And today we are going to be shouting out my cool ass and talented ass cat classmate, Asa. She currently owns a candle company. It's called August The August Light. She hand makes these candles does the packaging and all of that. I'm actually going to be buying some candles in the near future so I can have my house and all these rooms smelling good because she purposefully makes sure that it doesn't sound, it doesn't smell crazy. She puts her sweat and tears into this, okay? And on top of that, she has a podcast called The August Light and I'll just read a little excerpt on her um, website. Her website is www.theaugustlight.com. Definitely go check it out. Buy some candles, listen to her podcast. She uploads every week. Her podcast is great. But I'm going to read you a little excerpt just so you know what she's trying to give you with these beautiful candles and this nice ass podcast. So through scent and sound, the August Light Candle Company and podcast will take you on an experience of culture, self-love, family, childhood memories, and the incredible joy that comes with unapologetically living in your truth. With every candle lit and every word she speaks it is her hope that you may experience a bit of her joy light and peace guys she is not playing when she says it on her website like for real she definitely brings joy light and peace so definitely go check her out like i said her candle company and her podcast is called the august light you can check her out at the augustlight.com and she's also the august underscore light on instagram i will have all of the stuff in the description box below but definitely go check her out buy her candles listen to her podcast Asa is amazing so shout out to Asa. and yeah you guys keep on supporting our black businesses they're gonna they need us more than ever we are trying to reroute our black dollars okay and that's not gonna stop so definitely go check out august light for some candles and a nice listen when you need to have some positivity and light in your life minus us because we are that love and light but yes so thank you guys so much and we will talk to you guys next week bye